3DM Christian is Gera, and welcome to this episode of After the Fact, where we get to see things more clearly, where we get a better sense of the truth. Let's begin by dissecting the news. The Commission on Elections has dismissed a petition to cancel Ferdinand Bombo Marcus Jr.'s candidacy for president. The Comedic Second Division ruled that the son of the late dictator did not commit material misrepresentation, meaning he didn't lie when he said in his certificate of candidacy that he had not been convicted of a crime that perpetually disqualified him from holding any public office. Of course, Marcus Jr. Ha- was convicted in a 1995 tax case, but the Comelec cited the subsequent Court of Appeals ruling, which upheld the conviction but removed the penalty of imprisonment. According to the Comelec Second Division, the same ruling in 1998 also did not categorically say that Marcus Jr. was perpetually disqualified from holding public office or that the crime for which he was convicted involved moral turpitude. Tonight, we'll take a closer look at the Comlex Second Division's ruling and whether the arguments settled could also be a preview of how the disqualification cases might be resolved. Now, be part of our discussion. Send us your questions and comments on our YouTube live chat or tweet us using the hashtag ANCAfterTheFact. Joining us tonight is uh, election lawyer, attorney Emil Maranion III. Good evening, uh, attorney, and thank you for joining us again on the program. Okay, let's try to better understand this ruling by the Comelec Second Division, finding that um, Ferdinand Bombo Marcus Jr. did not commit material misrepresentation in his COC for president. What exactly does that mean? Oh, well, basically, the second division said that hindi nagsinungaling si Bombo Marcos dun sa COC niya because the petitioner alleged that there were certain declarations in his COC that were false, and these false declarations are material, and therefore, dapat po siyang disqualify and uh, i-cancel yung COC niya under Section 78 of the Omnibus Election Code. So we must take note that this is a different case from a disqualification case, which is pending actually from the First division. So, ang question dito sa uh, second division ruling is whether or not merong false material misrepresentation on the part of Mr. Marcos. Yung kabila naman po, ang issue doon is whether or not disqualified siya. Mm-hmm. To run for president. Okay, let's focus this uh, uh, on this issue first. Yung uh, na-decision na, na, na second division. Is there really a semblance of victory for the petitioners with the fact that uh, the second division decided or found that the issue was material? Well, una-una, sa, well, kahit sabihin natin na natalo yung petitioners uh, sa kasong to, but in the end, uh, when you read the decisions, there are certain there are certain facts that were actually affirmed by the second division. So number one is the fact of conviction. At saka, of course, um, ang, ang, ang isang napaka-importante din is gumalaw yung kaso nila. Kasi mahirap din na isang pwedeng scenario is hindi talaga gumalaw yung kaso nila totally. Uh, at saka ma- maano lang doon, ma- matenga lang doon sa-, sa division. Kasi at least kung gumalaw yung kaso nila, they have the chance to go up sa end bank and eventually to the Supreme Court before the election. And what's more important is of course na na-distill na rin yung issues ngayon. So, so ngayon, it boils down to the issue of whether or not sa taxable year 1985 ba where there is an obligation on the case uh, on the part of Mr. Marcos to actually file his income tax return uh, noong March 18, 1986 
ang kanyang pag hindi pag-file ba was excused by the fact that there was the 1986 revolution and he he actually nag-flee siya sa Hawaii. So the, so parang na-distill yung issue doon sa question na yon. And on the part of Commissioner Ko, uh, he partially dissented on that finding of the second division because he said na not because na uh, umalis ka ng Pilipinas is exempted ka na to file yung income tax return. Ang issue naman ni uh, Commissioner Ko is whether or not yung perpetual disqualification is an accessory penalty or, or a principal penalty and thus should be stated explicitly doon sa decision. So in other words, mas klaro na ngayon kasi kung babasahin yung pleading ng mga petitioners, ang daming sinight na provisions. But now, iilang issue na lang yung iakyat sa end bank and eventually sa Korte Suprema. So medyo mas klaro na ngayon yung pinag-uusapan. In, in, in this case, the finding that the uh, that the penalty of perpetual disqualification should have been mentioned in the Court of Appeals decision uh, upholding the 1995 RTC tax conviction of uh, Ferdinand Bombo Marcos. So that should have been the case. Dapat nakasulat doon explicitly, categorically. Okay. Uh, just to give you a very short background, so yung pinagkaiba ng separate opinion sa korte kasi pag yung isang uh, parte ng collegial body like uh, a comelec division, hindi siya nagpupuli agree doon sa decision ng main Uh, ng majority, then he can write a separate opinion, which is technically a partial dissent, but you agree doon sa final ending ng, ng, ng decision. So in the case ni Commissioner Ko, uh, he, he dissented doon sa portion na sinasabi ni, ng, uh, ng main division that as regards years 1982, 83, 84, and 85, sinasabi ng main ruling na exempted na ano daw, na, na as regards 82, 83, 84, hindi pa nag-take effect yung amendment sa National Internal Revenue Code which added the penalty of perpetual disqualification. And as regards the year 1985 na may obligation ka to file your income tax in 1986, ang rason naman doon ng second division exculpating Mr. Marcos is because nga na ando na daw siya sa Hawaii because of the People Power Revolution that the division daw take cognizance of that historical fact. But hmm. hindi nag-agree doon si Commissioner Ko because according kay Commissioner Ko, hindi dahil na umalis ka na ng bansa no 1986, is exempted ka na to file your tax returns sa noong 1985. Hmm. Kasi ang pinag-uusapan dito noong 1985, yung income mo while working sa government noong 1985. So in other words, hindi ka exempt na mag-file noong 1986 kahit umalis ka ng Pilipinas sa February 1986. So iba yung kanyang direksyon. Ang kanya, sinasabi niya na nonetheless, sabihin man natin na hindi nag-take effect yung, yung provision ng perpetual disqualifications on year 82, 83, 84 because of the prohibition against ex post facto law or yung pag-retract ng effectivity ng batas. But nonetheless, hindi daw lusot si Mr. Marcos as regards taxable year 85 with the obligation to file the income tax noong 1986. Okay. So kahit daw na sinasabi niya na ubalis siya ng bansa, dapat may obligation pa rin siya to file. So yun yung kanyang disagreement dun sa majority of the second mm. division. But of course, you have to follow the majority decision. But in yes, this case, since this is clarified already, so do you think this would be the most contentious, contentious if not the, the main point? Uh, in the case of an actual motion motion for reconsideration? 
well, basically, uh, of course, yung, yung babanatan ng petitioner dyan is number one, yung issue ba na just because umalis si Marcos noong February 1986 ng Pilipinas, eh, exempted na siya mag-file ng tax return for 1985. So that's the main issue that which I guess the petitioners will raise to the Comelec and Bank. And second is, if you answer na hindi siya exempted, then dun papasok ngayon yung argument ni Commissioner ko na is it principal penalty or is it an accessory penalty? Kasi yung argument niya, kung principal penalty yan, dapat nakasulat yan doon sa decision ng, 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 ng non-filing ng tax return ni Mr. Marcos na convicting him. So kung hindi nakasulat, therefore, hindi yun included as a penalty niya. That is why he still agrees na i-dismiss yung kaso, but nonetheless, for a different reason. What do you think as, as an election lawyer? So yun niya, yung principal or uh, accessory penalty? Well, of course, ang, ang common niyan sa amin is because we, we studied the revised penal code. Uh, sa revised penal code, kasi pag accessory penalty, deemed written yan sa decision kahit hindi actually nakasulat. But the question is, does the same rule actually applies to to the National Internal Revenue Code? Most of the laws actually merong, ano yan, merong provision na uh, the RPC applies supletorily sa, sa special law. But in this case, NIRC, wala. But but nonetheless, uh, by ano kasi pag pinasa mo naman lahat ng batas sa Pilipinas, yung perpetual disqualification is really in the nature of a accessory penalty. Because pag tinignan mo, pag binasa mo yung NIRC, nakasulat yung penalty doon, it's fine or imprisonment or both. So ibig sabihin, sila yung principal. So accessory yung kulatilya doon sa dulo na sinasabi na if the offender is a public officer or employee, then mag apply sa kanya yung perpetual disqualification. So in this case, uh, <clears throat> that has a very strong bearing. The argument that even if it was not explicitly or categorically stated in the 1997 Court of Appeals decision, that went without saying, basically. Yes, I, I mean, if uh, well, that's a very interesting um, uh, uh, issue that 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 perhaps, I mean, wala pa ka naman kasi siyang klarong jurisprudence in, uh, pertaining to the NIRC. So, so mahirap din naman sabihin na, na very strong yan because most of the cases pertain to the revised penal code which is a different law. But it okay. is a very interesting uh, case pag inakyat yan sa Korte Suprema and I'm pretty sure that iikot lang dito yung magiging disposition ng Supreme Court uh, or first ang, 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 ang Commission and Bank muna. How big uh, is the political nature of this case would likely um, figure in the discussion, for instance, the fact that you have a front runner, at least based on the surveys, and you said jurisprudence is not that clear yet regarding this particular point. I mean, there's also this uh, idea na why would you apply this very strictly against someone kung ang argument lang was that he failed to file his ITR? Okay. Um, Unang-una, titignan din natin dito is... Um, the next phase of this case is Commission and Bank na, Comelec and Bank na. And we must take note that by February 2, which is few weeks from now, I think uh, two weeks from now, uh, three of the members of the Comelec and Bank are retiring. So this is Chairman Abbas, si Commissioner Guanswan, and si Commissioner Ko. And three new commissioners, uh, two new commissioners and one chairman is coming in. So that's three out of four. So so of course, many people are, are, are saying that uh, because nga na may 
um, uh, may kaka-appoint lang, so baka may honeymoon period yan. But of course, uh, we have no option but, but to put our trust to the COMELEC and bank. And ang um, isipin pa din natin naman, na whatever the decision of the COMELEC and bank is, hindi naman tapos yung boxing dyan eh. Sigurado aakyat pa sa Korte Suprema yan, which is eventually, siya may final say sa kaso. And I think what the petitioners would like at this point is madecide din ito ng COMELEC and bank as soon as possible. But I think they should expect delay because hindi naman makukumpleto yung appointments agad-agad yan eh. Sometimes it takes time. Uh, tapos ang mangyayari niyan is of course they want na pumunta na doon yan sa Korte Suprema. And, and of course, uh, another way of looking at it is of course people will criticize again the Supreme Court that most of them are actually appointees of the president. Uh, but but again, um, at the end of the day, uh, regardless of the composition, kung sino man yung nag-appoint sa justices natin, we have no option but, but to trust our institutions. Okay, in the, pos- in the possibility that... Uh... Of course, we are expecting whatever decision eventually that the Comelec Anbank would, would have or, or release on this, it would go to the Supreme Court. But what if the Supreme Court failed to uh, come up with a decision before the May uh, elections? And then okay. let's say, nanaling candidato, who is the subject of the petition. I mean, uh, how how would that victory or siguro defeat uh, affect the, the case? Okay, we should take note that cancellation cases or even disqualification cases survive even after proclamation. That's by virtue of Republic Act 6646. So, so survive yan. Uh, that is why a lot of cases uh, ano yan, inaabot pa ng taon-taon after election. But ang punto dito, there are crucial things that we need to understand. If the disqualification case becomes final, for example, in decision of Corte Suprema, becomes final before the big day of the election, what can happen is that may karapatan pa po yung political party ni Mr. Marcos to actually substitute him with someone with the same surname. Mm-hmm. So pwede si Senator Aimee, yung pwede yung wife niya, or kahit anyone na hindi related sa kanya, so long as Marcos yung surname. But, if uh, if it, it will be decided after proclamation, okay, the general rule, the accepted rule in election law is that the rule of succession applies kung disqualification case. Mm-hmm. Take note that pag disqualification case, the, the rule of succession applies because na, na, na uh, eligible naman siya, technically valid yung COC but disqualified lang siya. Mm-hmm. So, may possibility na, na kung if ever uh, sino manalong vice president, siya yung magiging presidente. However, if what will be decided by the Supreme Court is the cancellation case, number one, there is no substitution. And number two, ang, ang, kung after proclamation yan madesidan, it will be the second placer, the second those uh, someone who garnered the second highest vote, assuming that Mr. Marcos will get the highest number of votes. So yun yung distinction between the denied due course and the uh, disqualification cases na finite. Okay. What if the uh, cancellation of the COC case is decided by the Supreme Court before proclamation, but after the election? Uh, if it was decided before election, no, after the election day, but before proclamation. So if, if the cancellation case or the petition to deny due course is decided after the, the election and after proclamation, 
Then, before then, proclamation. Before proclamation. Ah, uh, nandelis kasi walang walang substitution eh. Ang oh. hinahabol natin niya na midday of the election is because sa uh, 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 yan yung last opportunity mo na mag-substitute pa. Remember sa cancellation wala namang substitution mm-hmm. na hinahabol eh. So it doesn't so, matter. Talaga, it doesn't matter. At saka so, remember, mm-hmm. uh, even after proclamation, uh, since it is as if na walang candidate na nag-file ng COC because void ag initio kasi pag na-cancel yung COC mo eh. So ibig sabihin, assuming na he gets the highest number of votes, then the second placer or someone who, ha- who garnered the second highest number of votes will become president, hindi yung vice president na nanalo, hindi succession. Okay. It's very important that you clarify that because uh, some people tend to mix up the two, no? cancellation and then the disqualification, especially well, given the ra- ramifications of whatever decision would be yes. on either of those cases. No? Well, well, yun nga din yung dapat na, in a way, dapat i-clarify ko din na while I was actually mentioning the general, the accepted, and yun yung uh, established rules sa, sa, sa jurisprudence natin on the effects of disqualification in cancellation. But there are paisa-isang cases which actually changes the effects. But I don't think na, uh, na, na, i-ab- na abandonment yun ng established rules natin. But yung punto natin, those one or two cases still gives the Supreme Court flexibility as to kung sino papaupuin nila because may justification naman nila sila na may isang kaso na in this case, hindi natin finalo yung general rule, ang, ang kapila yung naupo. So, yun. Okay. So, it's a very interesting case actually. How about the other possibility? Yung, in case uh, Marcus Jr. wins the presidency and then people argue na the sovereign will of the people should be followed and that the case, whatever that is, whether cancellation of COC, or disqualification should be rendered moot and academic. Should no, that even I mean, hold water? No. I mean, paulit-ulit, there are so many cases decided by the Supreme Court na kahit sa'yo po napunta lahat ng boto, it doesn't matter. Because when, when, for example, when your COC is cancelled, it is as if na no candidate, as if hindi ka candidate. Eh. So, lahat ng boto sa'yo stray. So, it doesn't really matter na kahit unanimous pa yung buong Pilipinas sa pagboto sa'yo, hindi yun a ground na ma-excuse ka for whatever qualifications that you are lacking. Or hindi din yun excuse na porke disqualified ka, porke binoto ka, hindi ka na-disqualified. Wala naman sa batas yun. Mm-hmm. And, and the Supreme case, Court is very consistent on this matter. Oh, now in that case, ano yung magiging parang uh, bihis ng Supreme Court in making that decision post-election and post-proclamation? Would the Supreme Court be sitting as a presidential electoral tribunal or... SC, ordinarily. Okay. Um, well, basically, ang pwedeng mang- mangyari is if it's still the cancellation or the disqualification case, it's still the Supreme Court. ba? Unless na the lawyer against Mr. Marcos would play safe and while pending yung, yung cancellation and disqualification case, he would file a separate co-waranto case before the pet. Pwede naman yun. Kasi yung ibang, uh, kung ako din naman yung abogado, maninigurado ako. Na apart from the fact na may pending cases, file ka pa rin ng co-waranto before the, the, the presidential electoral tribunal. Ang punto dyan kasi is there is a possibility that the, 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 the Supreme Court will actually cite jurisdictional issues pertaining to the cancellation and disqualification cases. 
So, para manigurado ka, file ka na lang na co-waranto before the Presidential Electoral Tribunal. Although the fact that the Supreme Court is essentially the Presidential Electoral Tribunal also. Sila rin. Oo. Pero yun nga, uh, kaya nga yung mga kandidato ordinarily, pag may mga ganyang issues, ordinarily, they would want to be proclaimed first. Correct. Diba? Hit, eh, kasi yung hinahabol nila, eh, proclamation eh. Yes. Yes, but but yun, uh, maninigurado ka talaga. I, I, I would I, I would uh, any election lawyer na nag-iisip would actually do the same. Dodoblehin yung magpa-file uli yan ng kawaranto under a different petitioner. Just to be sure, when you, when you say kawaranto, sure. you're questioning the right of that individual to hold that public office. Correct, because on, on the issue of eligibility, kasi ang problema niyan, time-bound yan eh. So kung aantayin mo na matapos yung cancellation case, but if madesidan yan one year after proclamation, eh tapos na yung period to file ng kowaranto, edi wala ka ng option, hindi mo na maahabol. So just okay. to preserve the right, you still file within the period. Okay, let's now go to the uh, other important issues um, included in the resolution by the second division of the Commission on Elections. So maliwanag naman, this is a separate case. COC cancellation itong nasettle ng second division at meron pang pending uh, disqualification cases against Bombo Marcos. But we know that most of the arguments are basically the same, no? So for instance, yung uh, tax conviction ba niya, maliwanag ba yun that there should be perpetual disqualification? So some people might be thinking how this was decided by the second division, the fact that the second division also uh, discussed the other issues which are also cited in the disqualification cases. Could this decision be seen as some sort of a preview? of uh, how the DQ cases might logically be decided? Well, well, we must remember that the two divisions of the COMELEC are independent from each other. So in other words, the, uh, they're not only independent, but they are also co-equal. So ibig sabihin, separate spheres yan. Ang punto ko dito is whatever decision, whatever findings of fact in law of the second division is not binding upon the the first division. So they can decide entirely opposite or they might agree. But yun actually yung point while you file a motion for reconsideration to the commission and bank where all seven members of the COMELEC and bank could sit because that's the time that they can reconcile as, as an end bank yung kanilang opinions and doon sila magbobotohan. But from the division level, for me, there is no effect as regards the uh, siguro indirect parang pressure, baka nabasa nila. And for me nga, di ba, remember, Monday nag-announce rin yung first division that supposedly they're coming out with a decision, but actually none came out. So I don't know if there was any effect. Uh, there was no explanation coming from the COMELEC. But yun, ang punto ko is hindi naman sila bound. But of course, I'm pretty sure binasa din nila yung, yung, yung uh, discussion doon ng second division. Oh, but there's also separate uh, disqualification petition before the second division, diba? I am not familiar. Ang alam ko kasi parang consolidated yung disqualification cases sa so first division. Sa first division. So hindi ko alam kung dilipat eh, since nga na similar issues. Kasi yun naman mahirap. Kasi kung di- disqualification sa kabila, disqualification din dito, you are essentially deciding the same issue. And there's actually a risk of them coming out with an entirely different decision. In the case naman ngayon, ang dinisidal is cancellation, sa kabilang division is disqualification. So while they, are, they pertain to common facts and common provisions of the law, the ultimate issues are separate and distinct. So pwedeng may excuse na bakit different yung kanilang ending. 
Mm-hmm. As far as you know, was this the first time that the violation of the tax code was raised in an election case? Well, to my knowledge, ito yung bago. Ito uh, yung parang first impression from the point of view of Comelec of the issue of the tax code. Because of course, yung before, of course, yung common yan is yung kay uh, uh, halos hos. Uh, yung kay, at saka yung siguro yung kay, uh, yung, yung ibang kaso like libel for example. But in terms of the tax violations, ito yung, to my knowledge, to the best of my knowledge, ito ata yung una. Oo. Kasi yung, yung, yung issue dito ng ano, that's item 11, box 22. Diba? Ito yung, ang tanong dyan yung, have you ever been convicted of crime? I am eligible. ka tapos uh, hindi ka convicted ng crime that carried with it the accessory or, or the penalty of uh, perpetual disqualification from public office. Ordinarily, let's say, can you feign ignorance on that? you are a candidate. Miski hindi violation ng tax code. You know for a fact that you were convicted, but you didn't know that you were perpetually disqualified by virtue well, of conviction. Well, actually, kung titingnan mo, uh, good faith is a defense uh, sa sa uh, sa cancellation case because remember, bad faith or deliberate misrepresentation is an element in a cancellation case. Mm-hmm. However, pag pinag-uusapan natin yung conviction. Paano naman na hindi mo alam na na-convict ka? Kasi unang-una, nag-participate ka sa RTC, nag-participate ka sa Court of Appeals, nag-participate ka even sa petition na binawi mo sa Korte Suprema. And in all those petitions, you actually sign your verification. Na alam mo yung content ng pleading na naintindihan mo and all. So in other words, imposibleng hindi mo alam na-convicted ka, pero yung hindi mo alam ka. na perpetually disqualified ka by virtue of that uh, conviction, can that be an argument of good faith? Well, ang problema kasi is very settled sa batas natin that ignorance of the law is not an excuse. Mm-hmm. Because kung, kung porke sabihin natin, ay hindi ko pala alam na krimen yung pumatay ng tao, hindi naman defense yun. That is why klarong-klaro sa civil code of the Philippines na ignorance of the law excuses no one. So yung, for example, yung question na whether or not alam mo na may nakakabit na perpetual disqualifications in a tax in a case for non-filing of an inter, of an income tax return, for me it's not a valid excuse because nga sabi nga sa batas ignorance of the law excuses no one. Okay. Attorney Emil Maranyon, thank you for joining us tonight on the program. Maraming salamat, Christian. Thank you. Okay. We're going to take a quick break after the fact. We'll be right back. 